Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios, this is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Really no specifics. I uh, can't get into specifics uh, when it comes to a player that's not not on our roster. Um, you know, I'll just say that uh, since, since coming here, made it known my job to get the team better, and uh, we're going to do that via any avenue we can. Obviously, a few weeks ago, you made that run at Tyreek Hill. Um, is it fair to say that the veteran receiver market is still something you're interested in? Yeah, it's so, again, if the opportunity, I know we talked to, about it down in Florida, if the right opportunity presents itself, um, you know, we're, we're, we are going to be aggressive. I believe that's Joe Douglas of the New York Jets. Well done. Zach of a ball right there. That is context clues right there. Fred Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Hey, is it a slam dunk that Aiden Hutchinson is a safe pick? And what the hell is a safe pick? I would say a safe pick means that the floor... Um, We'll give you a guy who's going to be dependable year one. And uh, by dependable, you mean from a production standpoint of, like, what does a guy like Hutchinson have to come in and do to say, hey, that's a pretty good pick, safe pick, good pick, uh, got the job done? Um, I would say seven to eight sacks. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Uh, the problem with Hutchinson, by the way, is that people have labeled him as a guy that doesn't have, like, a ceiling like that of a Thibodeau or even a Trayvon Walker. And I guess, this, first of all, it, it is, uh, I think, um, Trent Bulky debunked this today during the draft luncheon. It's like, I have a hard time telling you that a kid that's 21, 22 years old isn't going to get any better. <laughs> you of know? course. And, and I, I, I would come on board with that. And I'm just wondering if it's a fair narrative. I mean, this guy... He, he's coming off his best year, Austin. Who's, who's to say that he's only going to keep going up from here? His measurables fit. His, his athleticism fits. Like, his testing fits. Uh, I don't think anybody's questioning his want to, work ethic, motors, some of those things. Like, I mean, are, are we – could that really be a false narrative about Hutchinson that he's, okay, a safe guy because he's probably only a 10 to 12 sack guy instead of a – hey, this guy could potentially become T.J. Watt, J.J. Watt, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa. Well, I mean, I think, you know, when J.J. Watt and T.J. Well, I think I would say J.J. Watt here. When J.J. Watt came out of college at Wisconsin, obviously I followed it pretty closely. You know, I mean, there, there, there was always some stipulations of well, how's the athleticism, you know. I mean, how is he really going to be in the run game because he, he likes to pass rush and he kind of over-pursuit sometimes. Like, there was questions. That's why he didn't go number one overall, obviously. There's, there's always going to be questions. But then, like, you look at, at a guy's mindset, and, like, J.J. Watt had that mindset. And you look at a guy, and you see a guy, and you hear the interviews, and you watch the, the highlight films and all this stuff, Aiden Hutchinson, like, yeah, is he the most athletic defensive end out there? Probably not. But if you look at the intensity and you hear the stories and, you know, he's a, he, he's a gym rat, he's a weight room warrior, all that stuff, like those things right there, 
those are building blocks to help getting you to the next level in the NFL. That's what J.J. Watt had. Like, J.J. Watt wasn't the most athletic defensive tackle coming out of college. Far from it. But he had the mindset. He, he had the work ethic. He had the drive. Now, I don't know Hutchinson personally, and I didn't, I didn't really watch a lot of Aiden Hutchinson, like, up close, game by game by game. Watched him play the Badgers a couple times. Eh, it was all right. But my point is, is that when you have a guy who just, he has that chip on his shoulder, even at the, at the number one overall pick, that can take you a long ways. Yeah, I think uh, that's true. I, I think uh, it does take you a long way, and and the growth potential is something that can't be calculated by a lot of these guys. They're fit or everything else. And uh, again, I think Balky was pretty good about even this story. He's like, guys don't guys don't work out because of their physical. It's not because of their physical attributes that they don't work out. It's because of something else. Now, what's the something else? Could it be coaching? Could it be circumstance they're in uh, or situation they're in? Could it be they don't want to work as hard as they want to be? They don't want to be great. Uh, uh, they get in trouble. I mean, there's a lot of different variables. Um, and if you check off those variables in a positive way, does that mean you're about to get a player that's like, well, really, really good? And I do think that's one thing about Hutchinson. Yeah, do I believe that's the pick they're taking as of right now? I'd say yes. Do I believe it is a safe pick and this is an organization that can't bust again and there's an element of that that's in my mind? Yeah, if I'm being honest. But I also don't know if I'd buy into the fact that just because he's a guy who's being labeled as, okay, this is who he is, that he can't be better than that. Because, to your point, guys like T.J. Watt, J.J. Watt, all these other players that have done well, even third-round guys like a Max Crosby, well, they were labeled as such in, in certain ways, too, and have certainly outperformed that. We see guys outperform. Uh, all the time, their expectations. All right, man, it's a Friday edition. You only have a few of these left. Maybe this is it. I don't know. Uh, shock your mock. Season three or four. What the hell season is this? Season three. It has to be season I three. Think. Yeah, it has to be season three. three. Yes. Yeah. Correct. All right, so okay. oh, go ahead. Are we sure it's season three? I mean, it's the when third year, isn't it? When did we start show? When did we come alive? 2019? Yeah. We would have done it in March of 19, March of 20, March of 21. This is March of 22. So third season? That would be four. But I don't think we did the first year. Oh, we didn't. That was a catch. Yeah, because last year we incorporated it into the stream, and the year before that was just me reading off the names and where they're from. True. And people have asked, where did the T-shirts go? That's on you. True. Yeah, oh, I cheaped out. Quite well, there you go. Me. Brent cheaped out. Brent didn't want to yeah. be great this year. Uh, yeah, I, I may still, I have a couple left that I may just like pick up randomly out of the selection that we have Okay. for Shock Your Mock Shirts. I like that. So. All right, so okay, go ahead. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so before we get into it here, uh, this Shock Your Mock is brought to you by, oh, and by the way, before we get started again, can't stress this enough, people in my DMs, people in my mentions, there's a queue, everybody, okay? There's a queue that you sign up for. When you send me your mock draft, you get added to the queue. There is no jumping in the queue. There is, well, we went to high school together. There is, oh, we had some drinks at Jack's Beach together. There is none of that, all right? There is a queue. And you follow the rules because without rules, Brent? Uh, there's chaos. There we go. Appreciate that. Without rules, there is chaos. So with that being said, let's get into it. This one is brought to us, and I'll be honest, I'm a little nervous to even say the name. Can I say this name? I think so, right? Because this is like a, a scientific term. You got nothing to lose. Okay. Yep. This is Homo erectus, uh, 1991, uh, coming with Shocker Mock today. He has five people following him, uh, and he's got no followers. So this should be a great one. Casey, hit that button. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. 
It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop. Ever. I am shocked and appalled. I am shocked and chagrined. Mortified and stupefied. So you tried to play GM and you started a mod. So I go to my boy Money Martin, I'll be popping in the truck. We sell the mud. Gonna shock your mouth. 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 So, Homo erectus was big back in uh, two million years ago. Um, it was kind of like the missing link between apes and humans. Almost like a caveman, if you will. Well, this mock draft definitely belongs in a cave because there is a lot here to hate on. But let's get started with some of the good good, right? And we talk about the good good. I talk about a guy that we just talked about, and that's Aiden Hutchinson. First overall pick, zero trades. We're just going right in the heart of this. I'm not mad at it. All right, Aiden Hutchinson. There's a new video circulating right now where it shows him breaking down um, a huddle before the Michigan State game. Brent, you see that video? I haven't, no. Casey, you see that video? No, sir. All right. He was trending on Twitter for a reason. Check that video out. Uh, hey, only for mature audiences only, okay? Because oh. uh, he had some choice words, but it was cool to see the intensity. Jaguars fans are liking that. Everyone's retweeting that video today. Um, take it for what you want. We know who Hutchinson is, right? This guy, like we just talked about, he's the safe pick. He's a safe play, but don't get it twisted. I understand that there might be more athletic guys out there, but I can't stress this enough. If you have a mindset... If you have a me-against-the-world mindset or a Duval-against-the-world if he becomes a Jacksonville, that can take you places. It took J.J. Watt places. It took T.J. Watt places. It took John Randall places. It takes a lot of guys places if you have that right mindset. I think Aiden Hutchinson does have that mindset. So once again, is it my personal favorite pick at number one? You know I like Thibodeau, but I'm not mad at Aiden Hutchinson at number one overall. Pick number 33, and now we're going off the rails. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. Zion Johnson, Boston College guard. Okay? Now, it's not a good time to be named Zion in the professional sports world. One up to Zion Williamson. Where you been, man? 300 pounds, Popeye's chicken. I see him. You see that video? Yes, it is what it is. Okay. Um, it's not doing so hot right now. The, the name Zion. 6'3", 312, wide with a girthy frame. Aggressive. Oh, girthy. Aggressive, Casey. But okay, Casey, there's more. Don't hit the button quite yet. I got some more for you. Um, scouts have said, we've said this before, he's got a big bubble with girthy lowers and a wingspan like a tackle. <laughs> Please, How many buttons? times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? I love the young people. Hey, olds, don't ever, under any circumstance, go up to a gentleman and say, you got a big bubble with girthy lures and a wingspan like a tackle, okay? Because if you do that to me, number one, I'm going to say, well, thank you, but then I'm going to say, it's on site, okay? And we're fighting. <laughs> trying to help you guys out. Trying to help everybody out. He's got a telephone pole punch. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Hit the button again. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? I love the young people. He's got a telephone pole punch. What does that mean? What does that mean? It's stiff. I'm, try I'm trying I to guess. look at a telephone pole. Like it's stiff, I guess. It's long and stiff, I guess. Telephone Reason? pole punch meaning like... You just you stop? I, like is that is that a good thing? No, yeah, like, no. This boom, was stop. this was a, this was in the in the pros list. Yes. Okay, so that means when you wa probably walk into a boom, you hit telephone pole and stop. 
I guess, but just say he's got hands like Mike Tyson then or something? Like, what yeah. are we doing? Heavy hands, right? Yeah. Heavy hands. Or just yeah. say he can block well. Or just say he can block well, you know? <laughs> like, why, why are we trying to get so fancy with everything, Casey? I'm still stuck on the girthy lowers because that sounds like something like you you buy in, like, the weird meat section of the of the grocery store. Yeah, man. It's, it's like, all, oh, yeah, here's where yeah, the girthy lowers yeah, are. Yeah, it's, it, it's right next to the turkey necks and the chitlins. <laughs> Yeah. Um, one thing that is a little odd about this dude, and I've seen it, he's got a weird stance. Um, this is me, not the scouts talking. It looks like he's doing the stanky leg with a combination of, like, the gritty. It's weird. Like, I don't know. I don't know, like, what they taught him at Boston College, but you're probably going to have to correct that at the next level. And Doug Peterson will get his hands on him, um, and, and we'll figure it out. I get it. Guard is a position of need right there. But at pick 33, you know how I feel, Brent. I want that wide receiver, man. I want that wide receiver so bad. But it's okay because, you know what, let's go to pick number 65. Do you Third think guard, is guard more of a, a need than um, defensive interior at that spot or linebacker? Um, Take the wide receiver off the board. Is sure, what sure. Um, well, I mean, we did this exercise yesterday a little bit. I can tell you who the starting guard's going to be on this team right now. I can't say who the starting linebacker's going to be. Yeah, okay. Carry on. You know. So pick number 65, third round. Let's go to South Alabama. Let's make Trevor Lawrence happy, or will we? We got Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver, South Alabama. Now he's 6'1", 194, ran a 4.49. I like that a lot. But then here comes the Lanzerline player comparisons. You know how I feel about the Lanzerline player comparisons sometimes. Player comparison, Marvin Jones. Now, he didn't say if it was Detroit Lions' Marvin Jones. He didn't say if this was last year's Marvin Jones. He didn't say if he's comparing Marvin Jones because Jalen Tolbert's a really good singer. We have no idea what this comparison means. All I know is that Lance Zerline called him Marvin Jones. Take that for how you want. He is a high upside player, though. He has to polish on his route running a little bit, um, you know, play at a, at a smaller level of competition. Um, he could possibly be a day one starter, but it's not in stone quite yet. Um, and when he did play better talent, like the Tennessee Volunteers, he actually did ball out that game. Um, so you, you do like that. It also says, though, that he has a case of dropping the football with mental lapses. So he's going to fit right in here for your Jacksonville Jaguars. Because that's been the MO lately, it seems like. Okay. Pick number 70. We're going, well, I don't know where this guy came from, Casey. Like, we have to start doing some Troy Anderson fun facts. But pick number 70, well, we're just at a linebacker, which is a draft need alert, I guess. Draft need alert? Let's go to Montana State, which I assume are the Bobcats or Cougars. I don't know. They recruited me for basketball, and I can't even remember what their mascot is. It looks like a Cougar. Ye hey, ye you know you're not going the third round when they don't have your picture up here on the screen from PFF, and they just got your college logo, right? But that's what Troy Anderson is right now. Pick number 70, linebacker. Bobcats. Bobcats. Missed it by that much. 6'4", 235, ran a 4'4", Like that speed. Not quite. Not quite. A draft speed alert, but fast nonetheless, 441. Um, this guy, 150 tackles last year, seven passes defended, two sacks, and like we know, Troy Anderson, he's a jack of all trades. He's Captain America. He played quarterback, running back, punter, and linebacker, all for the Bobcats of Montana State. Yes, thank you very much, Casey. He did it all, baby. He did it all, man. He did it all. Uh, pick 106. We're going to the Georgia Bulldogs, right? We're going to the defending national champions, and we're going to the good guy in James Cook. But let's be honest, are there other needs available like interior defensive line we should be looking at instead of a running back right now at pick 106? Well, this gentleman doesn't seem to think so. He, he took James Cook. Obviously, the last name should sound familiar. He is the younger brother of Dalvin Cook. 
5-11-199-442. I like that a lot. It's not fast enough, Casey, for the button, but I like a 442 a lot. This guy, everything you read about him, he's a slasher. Every article, slasher, slasher, slasher. So you got Mike Myers, you got Jason Voorhees, uh, you got Freddy Krueger, and then right behind those guys, you got James Cook as the ultimate slasher. Shout out to slasher films out there. Love scary movies. But James Cook is one of those guys. He's got crazy speed. He's got crazy versatility. I like him as a running back. Don't get, don't get it twisted. But at pick 106, when you might have two running backs ahead of him, I feel like you're risking it for the biscuit, but you might be at the wrong restaurant because you're trying to put grape jelly on it. I just wanted butter on that biscuit. So let's go ahead and move down to pick 157, round five. We're going to a tight end, Charlie Kohler. Kohler? Kohler. 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 Kohler from Iowa State. He's a cyclone. Now, PFF gave this uh, pick a D. Um... Yeah, I don't Maybe know. Maybe he's at the ratio. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't give it that much. Like, okay, here's the thing about Charlie Kohler. He's 6'6", 252, great size, and great hands. Ran a 4'6'2". I think there's a lot to like about that guy. Yeah, sounds and, like it. And at pick 157, I mean, you can go ahead and take a risk if you want to, but it's also a guy who can come in and kind of contribute right away. Now, he's more of a receiver than he is a, a blocking tight end, and that's just fine in my book because <laughs> who blocks anymore, right? It's kind of it's old school. It's kind of out of style. No one's doing it anymore. Blocking is like doing the Macarena. No one does it. We're all doing the gritty now. So Charlie Kohler is like the gritty of tight ends in this draft, and I'm not mad about it. Pick 180, we're going to Washington for the center position. Could be a draft need alert, but maybe not. We'll see how that pans out. 6'4", 299, a little undersized, has a lot of starting experience, started four years at guard and center. It's probably going to be a center going forward. Is a little undersized, I think, um, for a guard just the way that he weighs right now. So he, he's going to be your center. Um, obviously, we have a guy like Luke Wattenberg. This is going to be a guy that is going to be the, the Whataburger uh, endorser for sure. Um, only bad thing about this dude is that he, oh, I'm sorry. The good thing about this guy, in case you get the button ready, scouts say that he's got a functional gallop. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? I love the young people. And I said it before, and I, I'll say it again. When you were in Indianapolis at the Combine watching Luke Wattenberg run and you had a belly full of shrimp cocktail, did you think you were at the Kentucky Derby? Because what does it matter if he's got a functional gallop or not? Just say the guy is either athletic or he's not. I don't need functional gallops. Centers don't gallop. They're not swaggy enough to gallop, okay? Centers come at you because they're offensive linemen, they're dirty, and they all got ringworm, okay? Enough said. Pick 188, round six. Let's go to Smoke Monday. That is not a real name. Smoke Monday is not a real name. I don't know where this guy came from. Safety, Auburn, 188, Smoke Monday. Not a real name. Um, guy is probably like a CIA agent or something like that, and somehow he talked like his superiors into giving him his own nickname, and that's Smoke Monday. 6-2, ran a 4-5-2. Check, check, check this out. All his teammates that are now like draft eligible chose to sit out of their bowl game. Smoke Monday said, well, my name's Smoke Monday. I can't just sit out. And he was the only guy to play from his class in the bowl game when everybody else opted out. Scout said that went a big way. He loves the game of football. Like, you really need a reason to love the game of football because you're playing it, but whatever. Um, he's a big-time hitter as a safety, but he's very questionable in the pass game. Worst comes to worst. Just throw that guy in special teams, ran a 4-5-2. That's suitable. Um, and let him do his thing. I just feel like this guy has a big game. Uh, anywhere across the NFL, you're going to get a little headline, a smoke on Sunday. 
I see. I like smoke on Sunday. Now, should it be a little? Because you know how I feel about names sometimes, and the next guy's gonna be a prime example of that. You know how I feel about names. Casey's got the button ready. Can't wait. Should we be concerned that he's named after the worst day of the week, though? Yeah, it's yeah. good call. You know? Yeah. Call. Like, like, uh, like Smoke Wednesday? Okay. Victory Monday. Yeah, I Not guess. Jazz, but, but yeah, yeah. How many of those we've been celebrating? How, ma- how many Gardner Minshew headbands do you still have in here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, too many. Yeah, yeah. So maybe like Smoke <laughs> Saturday or Smoke Sunday, something like that. But Smoke Monday, I'm a little leery about that. All right, pick 197. We're not making it up. It's really his name. Cameron Dicker, kicker out of uh, Texas. Hit the button, Casey. Dicker, the kick. Wait, what button? Uh, this is going to be the, the adult film star button. My bad. Should set up a little bit. Uh, yeah, I need- <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Ferris yeah. Bueller button. Yeah, Ferris Bueller. Well, it's the adult film star button. It's not coming anytime soon. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Cameron Dicker, listen, he went to the combine. You know, he did interviews, I guess. Um it's about it, right? He's a kicker. Nothing really to report from the 40-yard dash. Got an F on PFF. Nothing. Well, and, and here's the problem, right? How many teams are really taking kickers in the sixth round? How many teams really need kickers right now? I'm not, ooh, I'm not mad at this. I mean, if you need a kicker, then so be it. Get your guy. His name is Cameron Dicker. Um, I think people can make fun of that. Could get in his head a little bit, but it is what it is. Thank you, Casey. Cameron Dicker. Well, if you survived the college, you'll man. probably be okay in the NFL. I don't know, man. You haven't been to oh, you haven't been to Las Vegas before. You know what I'm saying? You haven't been to Philadelphia before. Those people are are uh, brutal. Uh, next pick, pick 198, linebacker out of Utah. Nafi, Nafi, Nafi Sewell. Is that last name ring a bell to anybody? Sewell. Mm-hmm. Used to uh, play uh, CYO basketball with a guy named Rob Sewell. Okay. He's pretty good, too. Pretty good point guard. Okay. Uh, Sewell. Uh, Penny Sewell. This is Penny Sewell's little brother. Oh, Correct. Very good. Yeah. Yep. Fun fact. Um, obviously, when I say little brother, well, he's a lot more little because he's 5'11", 226. <laughs> and Penny Sewell, well, uh, he is not that. Um, real quick, I don't know if this is a mistype or not. So you know like how like guys usually have like 34 or 33 or 32 inch arms? Yeah. Nefai Sewell has 29 and 3 eighths inch arms. Mm. Is that is he a Tyrannosaurus Rex? <laughs> it's a disaster. I, I, I've never I've never seen like seriously like, I've been look, looking at so seriously I've been looking at so many of these guys I've never seen a guy under 30. He's got 29 and 3 eighths inch arms. So I take that for all you want. I think Trent Balky's probably going to, you know, turn up his nose on that one. He hates that. Oh, and by the way, his hands, eight and a half. Ooh. Eight and a half inch hands. Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, so, I mean, now let's get to the positives. Uh, he, he ran a 4.67, so that's good, right? That's good. 226 pounds. That's not bad. Um, listen, the, the, this guy, he's an undersized linebacker, uh, and unfortunately it says that he's lacking the necessary uh, physical traits to be considered a starter in the NFL, which I find very hard to believe because I saw his older brother last year step up to Aaron Donald and maybe get the best of Aaron Donald in a little – I'm sorry. Yeah, Aaron Donald in a little scuffle when the Lions played the Rams. So, like, I'm not – sure like how that just like skipped him but um yeah scouts don't really like this guy too much so i've never heard of aaron donald who's that yeah well hey you never might got something common so yeah defy sewell um i mean pff likes it gave him an a plus i don't mind it because the last name and i pick 198 you know we're just kind of shooting in the dark a little bit shooting from the hip why not Uh, last time we picked a little guy's uh i mean someone else's brother and he was a smaller guy who was it also a linebacker. Let me think. Let me think. I know. You should know. You oh should really. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quincy Williams. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. He did pretty good when he left here. 
I think he did, yeah. So, anyway, just a little note there. Who? Is it the Jets? Okay. Well, in our case, you know, they're coming at Murray State. And now, now we got problems. And now we got oh, problems. the Jets. Okay. Don't come at Murray State, though, You right? said he was good when he left. Yeah, Plus, he was. I dropped the Jets. The computer's okay. slow, so every time I click, <laughs> it's like four seconds. I don't know what's going on today, but like, nothing's working. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we got to pay that Wi-Fi bill. All right. Uh, pick number 222, Adam Anderson, Jordan. Nope. Uh, pick, no. Uh, absolutely not. Not in a million years. Uh, pick 235, Caleb Elbley out of Western Michigan. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a quarterback from Western Michigan. Do, do what, what you want with that. All right, and there, there we go. it is. Shock your mock on a Friday. Uh, by the way, are you disappointed this year if the Jags don't end up with a Georgia Bulldog since they have like 25 of them coming into the draft? Man, the best team. Like, I mean, you know, like, yeah. Alabama is usually that team. This year, it's kind of Georgia. I feel like you have to get your beak wet on at least one Georgia Bulldog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so okay. let's go. I'm mean, just take what it could be a kicker. It could be. Uh, I don't know, even if you bring, like, their ball boy over. Just, just bring somebody from that winning atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to go wrong with it. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah it doesn't uh, matter. I, you know, you, you, we bring up the kicker. The Jags do kind of need a kicker, right? Like, they just signed someone recently. Is Matthew Wright their kicker going forward? I mean, he really has had trouble getting right into the stuff. end zone. Yeah. I mean, well, he did a nice job, but... Yeah, but we talk about trouble getting in the end zone. I saw him hit a pretty big game-winning... Uh, Shot? No, I know. I mean, he's he's better. He was a good kicker, but his kickoffs were not good. You know. Yeah. So. Well, then, uh, yeah, we'll get Logan Cook to do it. Yeah, they they seemed to go away from that last year. I think to rest Cook, and then he ended well, up on because he was punting twenty five times a game. So yeah, you had to rest him a little bit. <laughs> Did you watch that offense I mean, last anyway, year? I mean, I just do one. The Jags can definitely upgrade their kicker situation. I'm not telling you it's worth a fifth round pick, fourth round pick, third round pick, but one of the four hundred and forty two six round picks. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron Dicker or somebody else, maybe yeah. it would be worth it. Well, yeah, anytime you can get a starter in the sixth round, you kind of got to pull the trigger on that. Well, that's a good point. You can look at it that way, right? Um, all right, uh, we take a break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We got hockey. We got baseball. We got the NFL draft. NBA uh, Slam Poetry, too, baby. Oh. Yeah. NBA Slam Poetry as well as it was another wild night in the uh, National Basketball Association. We've got more to come. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 here on a Friday. Hang with us. I don't think you, you know, as I look back on, on the process, I don't think you ever go into it and target a guy as the number one pick in October. Again, there's so many factors that go into whether that player's going to have success or not have success. So we look at it and try to compartmentalize it, right? We grade the physical aspects of the player. We grade the, the mindset of the player, the, the, the character of the, the individual. You know, and, and try to keep those separate. That is Trent Falky, Jaguars GM, pre-draft luncheon today. And uh, we are outside Jacksonville Iceman Home Arena. That is the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena. And uh, the crowd should build as we get closer to 7 o'clock. Still pretty uh, good a ways away from that. We do see some Atlanta Braves jerseys over there uh, near 121 Financial Ballpark, Brangen Field, the baseball grounds, as uh, I saw Acuna Jr. and Ozzie Albee's jersey. I don't think it was those guys, but uh, they're probably inside taking BP. And Acuna Jr., I think, expected to play tonight after not playing yesterday. Played the first two games of this series, so you should be able to see one of the most electrifying players in the big leagues on his rehab stint 
and uh, who knows how much longer he will be down there with Gwinnett, but uh, should be in town uh, through the weekend here in Jacksonville, so a good chance to get to see him play. I want to tell you, too, about something else going on uh, this weekend, the grand opening for iCryo down there in St. John's County at the Pavilion at Durban Park, and uh, the grand opening festivities will mainly be from 1 o'clock until 5 p.m. tomorrow, and you can get a free whole-body cryotherapy and compression therapy, free. Try it out. If you haven't tried it yet, it's fantastic stuff. The compression really helps uh, with blood flow uh, from arms to legs to your your core area. Uh, And then the cryotherapy does so many different things. Uh, Three minutes in in the chamber, and uh, you feel pretty good right after that. So if you've never tried it, you get a chance to go try it out at iCryo this weekend. 1 p.m. until 5 p.m. They have a DJ playing some music. Also, $9.99 for a cryo facial. 25% off IV infusions. I cryo opening up this Saturday. A lot of work has gone into this uh, with the folks down there in St. John's County. The grand opening tomorrow and become a founding pass holder as well with many specials on the lifestyle services that they offer. We've been trying it out in preparation of uh, tomorrow. Uh, I know my family absolutely loves it. I bet. Uh, We'll be over there tomorrow, so come on out. Say hello uh, tomorrow afternoon, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. St. John's County at the Pavilion at Durban Park. I cryos grand opening. Brett Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here on a Friday. We have NBA Slam Poetry coming up in just a bit. Uh, NBA last night, Austin Lane. And how about Ja Real in Memphis? Oh, yeah. Oh, that comeback. Wow. I mean, the series is over. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, hey, stick a fork in them. They're done. Uh, uh, unless the protester comes to Minnesota and pours paint on the floor like I said you should do, uh, they're not winning. Because whenever someone protests, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they win. No one's protesting. Timberwolves are losing. Um, did you see what John Moran tweeted? No, no, I didn't. What did he say? So, uh, during the pregame, um, they were, it was like a zoom in of Carl uh, Anthony Towns, Towns, you know, KAT. And he was saying, yeah, they, they had to play us in our house. Now it's going to be different. And then John Morant, after the game, someone, like, posted that video, and he retweeted, our house question mark. So John Morant right now is in, like, championship mode in terms of trash talking. But the best part is he's been backing it up so far. And if he keep yeah. on backing it up, that's how you become a superstar right there. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know, and, and it's interesting, right? Austin, this isn't, like, his M.O., right? He's not, no, a, he's no, not, not a loud, not- brash guy, like, wants all that. I, I don't feel like he's been that guy in the past. This is kind of a – is this a new branding of Ja? So I just think that a nerve was struck game one when people started, you know, debating whether or not he should be on the court for the Grizzlies because it seemed like a better team without him on the court. Yeah. So I think he kind of took that to heart a little bit, and he had to remind everybody just who he was. So that's where I think, I think some of this brashness um, has come out and said, like, hey, you guys must have forgot. Check this out. Yeah, and so he's been uh, terrific, and, and that is like a devastating loss. Like, that's one – the Minnesota Timberwolves have had a ton of problems anyway, right? Uh, they, they had all – they're actually – you can really equate them. If you go over the last 10, 12 years, we've done this before, to like the Jags. They've had all these top picks. They've had all these top players. They haven't been able to piece it together. Well, they make the playoffs. They're up by 21 or whatever it was. They can't even hold that lead. Like, this is damaging. This is like, this is like the, the curse of the blown lead. Yeah. Some 15 years down the road when the Timberwolves still haven't won a playoff series. Like, that is that kind of loss that could stay with you for not just a year or two, but like a decade or two. 
Yeah, there's some really big devastating losses. You know, obviously Minnesota, who seems like they're the team that feeds off the energy the most out of each other, especially Patrick Beverly. You know, you're at home and you're up by whatever it was, 20-something. And then, you know, you, you allow your opponent to go on like a 24 or whatever, six run uh, to lose the game. That's huge at home. You know, like that's that probably changed the entire series right there. Um, and you talk about the Dallas Mavericks, who have been Lucaless, if you will, um, playing at Utah, and Utah can't get it done. So, to me, two devastating home losses for the Jazz and the Timberwolves on games that they had to win. I mean, you look at the Mavericks, like, yeah, they're a great team, but when you're missing their, their star player, like Utah, you got to come out and win that game. And by the way, when you said sleeper players, guys, you guys didn't tell me Jordan Poole was the guy to watch. Well, I mean, technically, he's been the guy for us. Brett, how many times has Jordan Poole been in slam poetry is the real question. Yeah, he has been there a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but, but no, I mean, I, I, mean, I agree with you. He's still consistently putting on a show this time of year. I'm not sure people expected it. He was a stud for sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back at your sports chats on ESPN 690. NBA slam poetry on the way in a little bit. Also, talk a little more Jacksonville Iceman as crowds start to gather a little bit. And uh, it's a Friday evening. Start your weekend early. Stay Though with us until 6 o'clock, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, followed by Action Sports Jacks OT with Casey and Brian. And then we hand right off to the Jumbo Shrimp tonight uh, as they continue to play against Gwinnett and try to stay hot. You can listen to the game on ESPN 690. Is it fun knowing something that nobody else knows or a few people do? Uh, again, last year had number one pick, but I think everybody would have wagered on Trevor. Is that fun? Is it a tough spot to be in for you guys, even in your families? Will you will you tell your wives who you're picking Thursday morning? How's that work for you guys? No, I don't tell my, I don't tell my family anything when it comes to picks. And I got three boys, and they're all athletic boys, and they're I love them to death, but they don't even know. We don't know yet. We don't know. So how do they know? Liars. Mm. They know. Uh, they were having some fun with that. So, Austin Lane, you're Doug Peterson. Yeah. You're Trent Balky. You telling your wife? You telling Ronan Thursday morning? They're bugging you. Like, come on. Who are you taking? Like, I know you don't even trust us, Dad. Um, no, I'll probably keep it a hush-hush. I, I don't really? know if, if uh, Schefter might have the house bugged. I don't know what's going on. No. I'm not, I'm not telling a soul. Casey, newly married. Yeah. You're the GM of the Jags, and Amanda says, who are you taking? Yeah, I'm telling her. You're going to tell her? I'm going to let her tweet it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many followers she gets? She'd be so thrilled for me. She'd be, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm, trying, I'm looking out for the Nothing, fam. No, 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 like I love you like some, some more followers coming on Twitter. Yeah, I don't, care, I don't care about the Shield or Goodell. I, you know, I love it. I'm telling her. I love it. Um, uh, I got to I mean, if Ty and Kaylee are asking me, and I know who the pick is, I think at some point on Thursday I'd be like, yeah, I'll tell you. You don't think they're going to go on and, like, tell one of their friends and their friends knows Adam Schefter that Adam Schefter's reporting it, you know, like at 3 o'clock p.m. before the draft? I I don't think so because I think they oh, understand the way the world works. Now, listen, it might, you know, if it's this five-year-old kid, it's a different story. But if, I don't know how the kids are. I mean, so... Yeah, I think they're older kids, and so I would say they understand all that. Mm. Um, I'd have a hard time not telling them. Or what? even better, I'd just tell them something wrong to see if they would tell yeah, somebody that's, else. That's better. That's better. 
But you guys are horrible GMs if you're just going to snitch on yourself and tell the family members, man. <laughs> horrible GMs. Uh, let's ask our next guest if he would do the same. We welcome in Bob Barablo, uh, president of the Jacksonville Icemen, as they get set for a big night. I'm right outside the arena. I can see some Icemen fans starting to roll nice and early, 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 because it's a 7 o'clock drop of the puck here for Game 2 in the ECHL playoffs. Bob Barablo, you've had some secrets in the past. I bet I'm <laughs> buying the Icemen. I'm buying Savannah. Like, do you tell anybody? I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, you got a marriage to worry about. you got to be a good dad. Like, do you, do you tell those things? Well, you know what? Um, I do, you know. Um, I, I've been married for 38 years, um, and, and it's, it's hard to keep a secret. Now, my wife has grown up with me in this business. We've, I've been in this business since we've been married. Knows that, you know, when, when there's a secret, uh, she keeps it, so she's probably better at it than I am. But uh, you know, I, sometimes I just get so excited that I just want to tell people, and uh, you know, it's it's, it's a, sometimes it's just hard to wait for that press conference without announcement. I will tell you, I believe this to really be true, and I've done this in this business now for over twenty years, and I think the reason why people have sources and everything is because naturally there's this human nature that people, Bob, just want to talk. And when they know something, they want to tell you. Not because they want the cat out of the bag. They just want to tell you that, hey, I know something. I want to share it with you. It's just like this natural instinct to do it. And I think that's how we have reports and breaking news and everything else. They're excited about it, you know. Um, you know that. Oh, you guys are getting to know all our spouses, one or the other. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Easy now. Um, hey, Bob. I. Hey, no secret here, man. You got a good hockey team, and it's maybe the best one you've ever had here in Jacksonville. What a big win last night, and, and now you try to keep it rolling tonight in game two. I know you guys are fired up about it. You know, I, I would put this, this this team is something special. Um, and I know a lot of people say that about their teams. But, you know, again, as long as I've been married, I've been in hockey 38 years. And, and I, I got to tell you, I am so proud of these guys. And I'm so proud of Coach Luco and, and uh, Brandon Macinta, assistant coach. You know, when when I picked uh, Nick as our coach last year when Jason Christie left to go to Buffalo, um, you know, the, obviously people are saying, you know, you're picking a guy that has uh, two years coach, uh, assistant coaching experience, youngest coach in the league, are you nervous? Well, you, you're always nervous, okay? But I knew Nick's pedigree, I knew Nick's dedication, and I knew his maturity. Um, and I just said, this is the guy. And you know what? This is the guy. <laughs> so uh, he's kept this team together through all kinds of stuff. You know, the NHL taxi squads this year were in first place. Where do other where do AHL teams look to replace the players who got called up to the NHL? They look at the top team in the ECHL. We lost nine guys. We were still winning through that, you know. So, uh, so that says a lot about our coaching staff and a lot about the character of our players. Bob, obviously having, you know, four games at home um, is, a, is a great way to start the playoffs, let's just say. Let's say if the role was reversed and Disney on ice was in Jacksonville and they were messing up your playoff schedule, are you shutting that down ASAP or are you going to abide by the rules? <laughs> you know, there, there's, um, there's a battle going on in the state of Florida right now between the governor and Disney. Okay. There's, yeah. not, there's not too many people who take on Disney, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, you, Disney, listen, Disney's uh, on ice uh, is, is right now my favorite uh, family show because 
it gave us our first four games at home. Yeah. If I was in Atlanta, you know, I'm the biggest fan of Disney on Ice right now. So, um, you know, if I if I was in Atlanta, I, I would be joining Governor DeSantis and, and, you know, not being a Disney fan. So, you know, but we have four games at home, and, uh, you know, that gives us a chance to, to, to either sweep the series or, or even, you know, worst-case scenario, go two and two in Atlanta. So... Atlanta, but uh, after what I saw, you know, the other night, last night, um, our team really showed its character, and you know, I, I I'm hoping that uh, that we can end this series quickly. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Bob Arabla with us, president of Jacksonville Iceman, as uh, we're right outside the arena, actually. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. You know this town well now, Bob. It's kind of like a walk-up town, an event town. I really think you guys, you win this series, and then you get people talking, and you catch fire, and you're going to see a lot of buzz around the Iceman and even bigger crowds than you're already having. Uh, that being said, uh, you're, you're kind of wrestling against some things this next week, even with this series. Uh, what are your expectations for crowds? I mean, you got Acuna across the street and the Shrimp playing well and just starting their season. And then next week, you got the draft in town. I mean, there's room for everyone because I was here at the USC event, 17, 18,000 strong, and the Shrimp had a great crowd. So you know how that works. But what are your expectations uh, tonight and, and even next week as you get to game three and four? Uh, because I know you want to uh, fill the barn, as they say. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, we played the first game last night in front of almost 5,000 fans on a Wednesday night. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Thursday night. Um, you know, tonight we're probably do seven or eight thousand, somewhere around there, with 8,500 being our sellout. Um, although we've we've tested the fire marshal a few times on this year, uh, but you know, it, it, listen, Jacksonville. One thing I've learned in five years here, it's a great sports town. It really loves its sports. Um, you know, uh, I'm from New York, and you grow up in New York. All you ever talk about as a as a kid is sports. And that's what I see here in Jacks. So I think there's room for everyone. I mean, we want the Jacks to be a big success. We we love the shrimp. We love you know Ken Babby's a good friend. Um, you know, and and obviously the the Icemen have really pulled into where we're now. We've become the second highest team in average attendance in the market next to the Jags. And you know, people have caught on to this. And they realize that it's it's a lot of fun, you know. And and this year it's helped that we've won uh, on a regular basis. Um, I think we're putting it all together here, and and you know with the the new practice center, the igloo, and all the youth hockey programs that we're going to start as soon as that's done. Um, you know we've secured Jackson Jacksonville as a, a solid hockey town. Um, Enough so that the league asked us to get involved in Savannah, which we're, we're doing now as well. Nice. Yeah. No doubt about it. And Bob Arablo, by the way, I think uh, we talked to Jacob Friend earlier this week and, and, and Coach earlier today, and I think these other teams come in here knowing they're going to get this big crowd. They're not just facing the Iceman. They're also facing one of the best crowds in the ECHL. That's a pretty cool thing in short order that you guys have done here in Jacksonville. Well, it's all about getting the Ws. Keep the train moving. Keep the Bears growing. And uh, I think the oh, hype man. train will get really big on the way to the Kelly Cup. You've really got a good uh, hockey team here in Jacksonville. Bob Arab will have a good game, too, tonight, man. Appreciate the time. Thanks, but in, uh, You know, go to JacksonvilleIceman.com for tickets. Uh, there's still tickets available for tonight, and certainly we play again next uh, Wednesday and Thursday. And, uh, you know, Jacksonville has always wanted a winner, and we've got one. So we're just asking people to come out and support us and have a lot of fun. All right. Look forward to it, man. Have a good one. Enjoy it. Thanks. Bye.
All right, that's Bob Arabo, president of the Jacksonville Iceman. Done a fantastic job and now have what, what quite frankly, is their best team, uh, I think, uh, in terms of can you realistically chase that cup. And, and, uh, and I think they can. I think they know they can. And now they just got to go execute and do it. We'll see if they can uh, go up 2-0 tonight against Atlanta. They play in uh, the ECHL playoffs this opening round right here at uh, the arena. 7 o'clock, the puck drops. And, again, go to jacksonviceman.com for tickets if you haven't got them already. Uh, coming over tonight. Football at 5 is on the way. We've got a little NBA slam poetry. Austin's got some cards to open back there. And, well, uh, Casey's wife may have opened a nice card today, too, apparently. That's the word on the street. So a little bit of everything going on as we wrap up a Friday edition of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. But remember, don't go anywhere because Action Sports Shacks OT is at 6 and then the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp on ESPN 690 right after that. We will be back. Football at 5 is next.